Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Magic Circuit. This is a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about Kanokonasu's type moon universe, which means we mostly talk about Fate Grand Order and all things Fate. I'm Mia. And I'm Ben. And this week, we're uh, finally going to follow up on our constant chilling of Strange Fake by giving our predictions for Volume 5. Yeah, so to start off, because it's been a while since we read all four volumes, we're going to challenge ourselves to remember everything that happened in them. So, Which is going to be a clusterfuck since it's <laughs> yeah. an Arita thing, and if anyone who is listening is familiar with the masterful writing of Ryogo Narita, uh, every story he writes is a gigantic clusterfuck with like 30 characters. Yeah, so I have gone through each of the four volumes that's out and fully translated so far, and just refreshed myself on what the last scene in them is. Either the so scared. the bridge scene, which is like a little bit of a flash forward into the next book, or the actual last scene. Whichever one I think will help jog our memories a little better. Um, <laughs> I'm so scared. So I'm going to, one by one, present us with those, and then we're going to take, what, like three minutes? Yeah, for each? yeah I'll, I'm setting a timer right okay. now on my phone. Uh, we're going to take three minutes to try to remember and recap everything else that happens in the volume. Okay. Okay, okay. Um So I am ready set. when you are. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna collectively do this, right? Yes, we're gonna Or are you quizzing me and then We're gonna we're What's gonna up? I think we should jointly do this. I agree. I agree. Okay, great. Ready? Um yes. Let me Alright. Ready? Yeah, uh okay. start the timer when I finish explaining what the scene is. Okay, okay, great, great, great. Alright. So the last chapter of volume one ends with the first encounter between Aika Sajo and True Saber. Go. Okay. Um, it ends with them meeting? Yes. Okay. So, uh, you remember the, the very first chapter of the whole series is the one with Fabius yes. and Rongal? The... Rongal? Rong, the, Rongal? The old yeah, puppet, the puppet master? Guy, the puppet guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where they just do the obligatory explanation of what the Holy Grail War is. Um, yeah, where they, they go through painstaking detail and Rongel is like, didn't you know that the Holy Grail War, this thing we've never talked about before, has seven servants and seven masters? And then Faldius is like, ha, didn't you know that I'm actually involved in the plot for real? There are only six <laughs> servants. And then, like, fills him full of bullets. Right. Yeah. Um... And then right, it so goes, yeah, and then that, that, most that of this book is whole... just summoning scenes. Um, uh, that's true. And most of them are not super significant, aside from the fact that like every single one of them goes wrong in some way. Uh, like, uh, Gil's yes. master gets immediately murked. Um, Correct. And Kidu's master gets and replaced master by a gets... dog. Yes. Uh, Assassin's master gets immediately murked uh, by her and then comes her. back to life yeah. correct um oh who else gets hit in this uh it's just so, they don't, well, do they get to any of the true servants yet they don't get to any of the true servants yet because saber is the first true servant summoned that's right that's right um so we get archer lancer assassin uh false caster summoned that one's pretty normal um False. Oh my god, who is False Caster? Is it Dumas? Yeah, it's Dumas. Okay, okay. False yeah. Rider? Actually, d- oh. uh, um, wait, who's False oh, Rider? False Rider, uh, oh, is, um, 
Pestilence. Pale Rider. Yeah, Pale Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's like what's that's su- Tsubaki. Tsubaki. Yeah, is summoned yeah, by a girl worlds. in a coma and only exists in the coma world. Yeah. Yes, right, right, right. And um, the, her parents, who were supposed to be the servant's master and wanted to summon, um, what's his name? Mothman. Uh, Mothman. The the Lost Belt King. Um, oh, Chin Chi Huangdi. Yes, Chi Huangdi. They wanted to summon Chi Huangdi. <laughs> it's um, like Mothman. <laughs> Yeah, we have 30 seconds, by the way. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing that's not a uh, summoning that happens in this chapter is the fight between Gion and Kidu, which okay. leaves the giant crater and starts making everyone think like, oh shit, this war is going to be super fucked. Yeah, that's right. And so that nothing in this book is about the, like, they don't talk about like the false war, do they? Uh, I think oh. they like say some like cryptic shit alluding to it. Okay. And okay. then Francesca doesn't up, exist yet. Uh, I don't think so. And then I- Ayaka shows up, is super mysterious, is tried to, like, someone uh, who... Uh, okay. We're done. Cool. <laughs> right, Ayaka shows up, she's bad. super mysterious. Yeah. And then she gets super. Okay. Um, yeah. Volume 2. The, okay. the bridge for that one is One Day in the Forest, uh, which... Oh, no. Um, depicts false assassin... Like wandering back in the direction of Snowfield after she was, like, banished away from the city. Uh, I'll leave it up to you to remember when and why that happened. Uh, Wait, hang on, hang on. So that's that. This is the bridge, or is this? This is the, the bridge. Yeah. Okay. And as she's wandering <laughs> back towards Snowfield, she encounters um, Richard and and Kidu having like a standoff. Oh god! Okay, Ready? okay. Start the timer. <laughs> All right, start the timer. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay, so okay, so this is where they do all of the uh, the the false servant summonings. I don't think uh, they do all of them here. Um, okay, I think those uh, go- continue into volume three, but okay, they summon. Um, How do I not remember any of this? Oh my god! <laughs> they, de- I'm pretty sure they summon True Archer in this one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The where we Bastelot meet uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Bastelot turns him into Avenger. Um, yes, and they have that whole spiel about the Grail Mud, and um, then he gets he gets full of the evil juice. Right. Uh, I think we also get True Assassin in this book. Yeah, fall, where Folius summons the assassin, and it, it writes it writes on the creepy paper with his own hand. Creepily. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 is it his own hand, or does he have like a note thing? He he finds a note crumpled up in his own hand, written in his own handwriting. Oh, that's right, yeah. that's right. But we we don't have time for that. Um, which is honestly the sickest intro. But yes, the, and then there are some fights in this chapter. Um, um, do you remember how False Assassin ends up out in the in the forest? Does she try and no? She hasn't gone after Jester yet. Is this the this is is this the police station? This is the police station. Okay, okay. So then, then so the the police station fight happens where uh, false assassin gets a read that there's lots of mages here mm-hmm. and mages are bad because they don't like God, right? Something like that. And so then she goes and tries to pick a fight with all the mages in there, and all the mages actually have noble phantasms. Um, and but they're like fake gamer noble phantasms and they're really bad. Right. Yeah, she's she's uh, like going pretty even with like the entire p- 
police force. Um, right, right. And Orlando's like, oh shit, like, she's supposed to be the easy one, and she's, like, already killed a couple of my dudes. Right, um, right. And then... And then Jester shows Jester up. Jester shows up. And, and just, like, snaps... Wipes the floor I with all of them. I think he uses a command spell to just, like, banish her to the outskirts of the city. Um, then, oh, he teleports her, that's yeah, right. Then he, yeah. like... Effort, then he like rips the hand off a police officer and then Hansa shows up and they have their sick fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jester's Jester reveals that he's a dead apostle. Um and that he explains that because like dead apostles like go against the world or something like that, they're good against like noble phantasms, which are like weapons made by humans or something like so, that. Something like that. Something about that, like being representative of of the world. Yeah. Then Hansa shows up. And he's like, oh, you fucking vampire. And they have a sick fight. And Hansa reveals he's a cool church robot. We have 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's the beginning of the fight between Gil, Gil and, and True Archer. Isn't True Archer. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay. Yes. That's it. Okay, cool. Okay, great. All right. That was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we're on volume three. Um, yes. This... this Oh no, we're not doing the bridge for this one. Um, the next one is uh, ah yes the the last real chapter. Uh, it's called Interlude. The trials begin. Um, okay, is Sigma's first encounter with Watcher. Uh, okay, all right. Is when okay right, whatever. So, I'll, so I'll let's, just start the timer. We'll figure yeah, it out. Start the timer. Uh, so okay, first things first, we have the end of the um, fight between the two archers, where yes, True Rider where, shows up and just gets yeah, True Rider shows up, shit talked to death by both of them. Um, yeah, well, because it's like well, like uh, in the fight, uh, True Archer is like beating out Gil, and Gil gets all mad. Uh, Hippolyta shows up, and does she have the Nemean lion coat? No, 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 no. Her, her has the Nemean yeah. lion coat. But she has um, something that's like a, a similar noble phantasm to his. I don't right. really remember because Hippolyta hasn't yeah, done anything. Yeah, because she doesn't do anything. Uh, yeah. And then True Caster shows up to interrupt the fight. Right. Uh, that happens, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but also, when did True Caster get summoned? Did he get summoned last book? No, I think he, he shows up there before we see him get summoned. And then oh, okay, we get okay, the, okay. the um, scene of him actually being summoned by Francesca. Um, that's right, that's right, yeah. that's right. So in okay. this book, True Caster is summoned and True Berserker is summoned. And presumably uh, True Rider is yes. summoned, but we don't actually see it. Um, R- right, right. I think that's... Hippolyta is fake... No, no, no. Hippolyta is true rider. Yeah, but we don't actually see her be summoned. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Because we see we see pale rider happen. We don't see Hippolyta happen. Right. Um. Um. Is this when Ankiti Richard happens, or is that volume four? That. Uh. No, that's this volume. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So at some point, Francesca reveals that she is actually Prelati. And crew caster is actually pretty laddy, and it's weird, yes. but funny. Um, uh, Francesca and uh, uh, or Orlando is working for Francesca. Yes, sort of. He's sort not happy of. about it. They talk about how the 
fake Grail War is a setup for the real Grail War, but they don't really explain what that means. <laughs> Just that all the fake servants have to die for the real Grail War to happen? Yes. Um, and this is uh, also the one where... Oh, fuck, we haven't talked about Flat and Jack at all. Oh my god, we haven't talked about Flat and Jack at all. Ugh. Oh god, this is hard. Um, this is so hard. There's so many things the that happen. station in this one, I think. Or is the... Oh my god, wait, we missed the police station part. Oh, is it? Is this the 50% me? Yeah, this is 50% me. Okay, 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 okay. Hang on. Rewind, rewind, rewind. We have 30 seconds. Jack summons Berserker and Jack the one. Ripper. Berserker Jack the Ripper is way cooler than Apocrypha Jack the Ripper. Yes. And can be anyone and anything, but has no physical body. Uh, Flat is fucking broken. He magic hacks his way into the police station with Jack the Ripper and takes over the police station by becoming all fifty percent of the cops in the police station. I'm pretty sure that's this. That might actually be volume four, but uh, I'm pretty time. sure it's volume three. Okay, time. Uh, that one was. I rough. think we hit all the important points still. I th- I think so. Y- yeah, I can't think of um anything else. Okay. This is, there's also like set up for. Like future plot points that starts happening here. Like this is when everyone starts investigating Pale Rider, um, but nothing oh, actually comes right. with that yet. Okay. All right. Uh, volume four. <laughs> volume four. All right. Are you ready with the timer? I am ready with the timer. Okay. Um, the last scene of volume four, not including the bridge, is like half of the cast starts assembling outside of the hospital for like a big showdown battle against True Roger. Correct. Okay. Uh, okay. Wait, we didn't explain Sigma Watcher, even though you said it ends with Sigma Watcher. Oh, yeah. Well, Sigma Watcher happens, but... Yeah, so they tell Sigma to summon the servant. It's supposed to be Lancer. It's not Lancer, it's Watcher. Watcher is weird. We don't know what Watcher is yet. Right. Um, we have theories, but no confirmed. Um, okay. One thing I know for sure happens in this fight is that... Um, Harari... Haruri, who's related to the B-Man from Fate Zero, yep. lets True Berserker, who totally isn't Thomas Edison, Adam at at uh, at at Alcides, who is True Archer. That's right. That's right. Um, they oh, and they they also get battle. grand illusioned. Yes, they get grand illusioned. Um, by Prelati. Yep. Who basically forces them to stop fighting. Right. Um, did we talk about Richard and Kidu? Uh, is that this point? They is that this? What are last volume? That's um. We're we're so good at this. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> um, I don't know. Richard they and they basically just Richard meet up. Can... They're both like, "Hey, you're pretty cool. Want to team up?" And and Kitty's like, "Yeah, I'm down to team up, but like, my boyfriend won't be happy about it." <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And he's like, "Let's fight first. And Richard's like, "Okay, this stick is Excalibur now. Wham!" Um, oh wait a minute, we forgot about the Richard getting arrested. Oh. <sighs> There's so much that happens in these fucking books. We're so bad at this. Should we re-record? Should we start over? No. Uh, should we restart the volume four timer, though? Because we haven't actually talked about this one at all yet. Uh, Do you want to just restart the recording? No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. It's fine. Um, uh, Okay, yeah, sure, fine. Give me a sec. Okay. All right. I'm restarting it now. Okay. So... There is the fight at the factory, which is Bastelot's headquarters, and then yes. they get that's, that's Harari, who's related to the B Man from Fate Zero. Right. As totally not Thomas Edison, because that hasn't been spoiled. Definitely not. Fight Alcides. They get interrupted by Prelati, 
who tells him to fuck off. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, in this volume, also... So, okay, like, after Richard did the whole thing where he was like, oh, and I'm Richard, uh, it's the Great War servant uh, on the news, everyone was like, wow, pretty fucked up how that guy, the servant, just totally went on TV. Uh, he gets put in jail. He, him and Ayaka get out of jail through some bullshit. Um, after they get out of jail, yeah, they do the thing with Richard. That or Wait, they do the thing with Enkidu. After they do the thing with Enkidu, they meet Sigma and True Assassin? Uh, yes. No, and, uh, False Assassin. And False, excuse me, False Assassin. Um, and I don't remember how they meet. I don't remember what order those things happen in. False Assassin has teamed up with them by now, Fa- is that right? False Assassin meets, um, Sigma first. And then okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. Richard and she's like, goes to, like, uh, goes to meet Sigma. And, like, Assassin is just already there. That's right, that's right. And False Assassin is like, hey, Sigma, do you believe in God? And Sigma's like, uh, (laughs) I don't know. And False Assassin is like, okay, cool. (laughs) And, like, leaves. Uh, Speaking of Assassins, though, in Volume 4, at the beginning of Volume 4, Faudius sends True Assassin to kill Bazdalot's boss, like, way off on the East Coast. And then near the end... Is it East Coast? No, it's, on, it's on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and that, because uh, Snowfield is somewhere in, like, the, the Rocky Mountain area. Yes. Um, and then towards, at, near the end of Volume 4, he starts getting news that, like, every candidate for president has been assassinated. And he's like, oh, this is my fault, isn't it? <laughs> he's like, this is totally my fault. <laughs> also, I realized we forgot to explain one plot point. We have 30 seconds. What's her fucking name? The Ironsburn woman... I don't remember. Philia! Um, Philia! Yeah, Philia shows up and, like, does some shit. I don't remember what she does. She, does she, um, she, she uh, basically takes over the summoning of True Berserker. That's right, that's right. She's, that's right. like, she's Harori's horrible fairy godmother. Yes, that's correct. And then she reveals that she is totally not Ishtar. Yes. Wait five um, seconds. Anything else? Everyone, start, a bunch of people go to the hospital to try to take out Pale Rider. Uh, I don't remember what Alcides is also doing there, but he is also there, and everyone's like, oh, fuck this guy. We gotta kill this one. Um, is this... Wait, what about the From Hell fight? Has that started yet? That that starts at the end of this volume. Doesn't Jack become a bunch of demons and then eat it to Alcides? Yes. that's in okay. That's in the last chapter of this volume. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Jack uses from hell as noble phantasm and becomes a bunch of demons. And then Alex City is fucking all just becomes better demons. <laughs> yeah, and takes his noble phantasm because that's because Alex is fucking broken. All right, great. So that's that's twenty minutes of content right there. <laughs> cool. I uh, I think we I think we uh, covered everything of importance. I think we did too somehow. Okay, so now that all of you totally know what happened, because that was totally <laughs> comprehensible, uh, what's going to happen in Volume 5? Okay, so first off, let's, let's start with the cliffhanger they left us on, which is um, the bridge with Philia summoning Gugulana. Um, Correct. So the, 
the bridge for volume three is like an action scene from the fight between Jack and Alcides. That yes. volume four ends like right as we get up to that bridge. So right. do you think that volume five is actually going to contain the Gugulana or no? <laughs> or it'll actually be in volume eight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like Philia. <laughs> she scares me. Yeah, she scares me a lot. I don't know what that is. I don't I don't I don't know what it is. I don't like it. I think that things that will probably Oh wait a minute, we we forgot about the part. So Jack, no, 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 no. Jack, the from hell fight actually already ended. What? Because Jack and Flat get ported to the church because they meet Hansa. That's before the fight. What? Is it? Yeah, everyone when starts get... like assembling, um, because they're like, "Hey, a fight's gonna go down," and right, like and, we like, need Dumas to take out all of the like this this spirit that's like making everybody who tries to leave the city sick. So people start, like, assembling to go to the hospital, uh, and Flat, like, meets Hansa on the way, and that's when they have the conversation where Flat's like, wow, you're a fucking cyborg, and Hansa's like, yeah, I know, it's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sick. (laughs) Um, But but, but doesn't, doesn't, like, Flat isn't in the fight, he's not present at the fight when Jack fights Alcides, because Jack is about to get owned, and then Flat teleports him out. Does he? I'm, like, almost 100% positive this happens. I don't remember that. Because he starts getting, like, Knight of Honored uh, by Alcides, essentially. But then, before he gets dealt the finishing blow, I'm pretty sure he gets ported out. Because Flat isn't... Because at that point, Alcides, I think, is outside the church... And Richard, plus fake assassin, plus Ankidu teams appear, and Dumas grabs all of his super cops and drops some cryptic shit about how they're going to do something. Oh, oh, um, you are correct, it seems. I'm just you, like, you back. I'm just trying to flip back. I see there's, like, a small passage here um, that says, like, are you all right, Jack? I'll perform a healing spell right away. So it looks like right. Jack did somehow, like, get, like, disengaged from yeah. that battle. I'm pretty sure, I remember, like, I'm pretty sure Al- Alcides is about to, like, deal the, flint, the finishing blow, and then Flat just commands right. spell, ports him out. Right. Not but- sure how he knows to do that, because I'm pretty sure he's away from the battlefield, but he gets... Some kind of reading, maybe it's a telepathy thing. It's blah, blah. Yeah. So I think things that have to happen here is that, like, Harari has to become a character. Uh, Hippolyta has to become a character. Because we're five volumes in and we don't really know anything about them. And Hippolyta has a master, right? But I don't think we even know who that is. I think we we might have a name, but don't know anything about her. Yeah, I don't even remember. I think I feel like there's, like, a, there's like a, a, a cutaway that has, like, her face or something I, unless i'm getting confused with the manga i don't even remember this but like point being hippolyta and whoever hippolyta's master is are basically non-existent so i think that before the story advances any further those two have to get some backstory so i wouldn't be surprised if they've, they've Harari... got a half screen time in this one right 
Like, I wouldn't be surprised that before, like, they continue with the the presumably, like, big brawl that they catch us up on who the fuck Hippolyta and her master are and what Haruri's deal is. Well, there's there's only, like, a chapter and a half of Volume 5 translated yet, um, which, Mia, you haven't read, I have. Um, yes, but you told me ish what happened. Right, then. but the, the, like, half chapter um, after the, the intro that's been translated so far is, like, jumping right back into this big brawl. So I don't know about beforehand, oh, is it? but I, I definitely agree that um, Hippolyta and her master definitely have to become characters in this volume. Yeah. Didn't you say Gil shows up? Yeah. Like, fucking the entire cast is at this fight. Alcides... I don't remember when uh, Gil and... Oh my god, what's her fucking name? I, we haven't said it so far in this episode, and I feel bad, because I actually like her. Which Gil's one? master. Oh. um, The Native American girl. Yes. Uh, what What is her name? Oh um, my god. We're so good at this, guys. Tine. Tine. Tine, like, Shelk. 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 Shelk, yeah. Shelk, Shelk, I don't know. Shelk, Shelk, yeah. Um, yeah, she is good. But Yeah, I like Tine a lot. Her and Gil's relationship is, like, very chef kiss. Surprisingly wholesome for Gilgamesh's relationship. Yeah, I I don't... I don't think Tine is there. But I, I if I recall correctly, there's, like, one quick line in that last chapter, volume four, where Gil, like, senses um, Alcides' presence elsewhere in the city. And he's like, <laughs> oh, oh, and he's like, yo, that, that bitch guy. is back. It's round two. <laughs> that, that bitch is back. Time to fuck him up. This yeah. time. This time I got him. Also, I we didn't bring it up because it wasn't plot important, but let's not forget that Gil bought, like, the entire top floor of the casino and also, like, a golden Cadillac. <laughs> yes. With all of his, like, stupid money. Yeah. And doesn't he have, like, a bajillion bodyguards? Oh, no, but those are teenage bodyguards. Never mind. Right. R- hold on. Real quick, I want to see if we can... If I can list everyone who is, like, at this fight. So, Alcides okay. is there on one side. Correct. Uh, Pale Correct. Rider is, like, kind of there in the in so much as Pale Rider can be anywhere. Um, yes. Basically, like, the whole instigating factor of the fight is that people are, like, going to take out Pale Rider. Um, yes. Jester is in uh, Subaki's hospital room. Right. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so Jester's there. Um, yes. Hansa is there. Jack and Flat are there. Um, uh, Sigma well, you, like, is there. They they were there, but they left. Yeah, they were there, but they left. Uh, Sigma they might be with there. Hansa, too, because he's the mediator, so I'm not sure if Hansa's actually there. Right. Um, um, Sigma, there. True Assassin is there. Fake assassin. Yes, fake as- false assassin is there. Um, yeah. Who else? Uh, Richard, Ayaka. Richard and Ayaka. Dago? I, d- I don't think Enkidu is actually there. Oh, yeah, because Enkidu wasn't with them when they met. Um... Yeah, I don't think Enkidu leaves the forest. Right, but he does agree to team up with them. Right. Okay. Um, is there anyone else? Uh, Dumas and the super cops. Oh, yeah, I don't think Dumas is, like, physically present, but he's definitely involved. No, um, Dumas, like, shows up as all the cops are there, and he's like, hey, you guys, you're gonna do great, trust me, (laughs) I got magic. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. He drops some, like, crypt, it's probably gonna be his noble phantasm, it's probably gonna be some, like, Anderson bullshit. One of the last lines of, um, of the volume, 
Uh, I'm not going to let you end up as bit parts. It's guys like you who ought to be heroes. Muttering to himself, he began to write a story on the scroll, a present to his favorite actors in, the, in place of a modest bouquet. Quote, Musketeers Masquerade. Yeah, that's right. Well, even right. the actors so my guess themselves is... remained ignorant of what that story meant. The curtain was quietly but surely rising on the next act of the tragic comic play. Yeah, my guess is what that's going to do is probably make them into like servant power power level beings. Yeah, that seems likely. Like make them, yeah, make them into like heroic spirit tier existences so they can fight with their noble phantasms, and it might be cool. I don't think anyone really asked for something like that, but it might just be happening. <laughs> That's that's the thing about Strange Fake is like, like I feel like most of it doesn't need to be happening. <laughs> like like that whole shit with the super cops and Orlando and Francesca, I don't think really needs to be happening right now. There uh, are just so many plot threads. There are so many elements and loose strings. Like, okay, okay, hang on though. We're 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 getting ahead of ourselves. So. Things that are going to happen this fight. Yes. Uh, or this this volume. So this fight will probably conclude. Yes. Um, I, I'm putting my money down now that Pale Rider does not survive this volume. But what has Pale Rider done other than make everything horrible? <laughs> Nothing. That's all Pale Rider does. Okay. I feel like what might happen... Okay, hot take. Pale Rider does survive this volume and kills Jester... And then tr- fake assassin does something. <laughs> well, can Jester be killed? Doesn't he still have like four containers on his revolver heart? Oh my god, I forgot about that stupid <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! Jester! I don't know. It's like an anime. He could just die four times. That's fine. I guess that's possible. I mean, but I don't Pale, think it's Pale Rider is like death, right? Yes. I feel like since Jester is the first to get to Subaki, he will probably have to confront Pale Rider. Because I don't think Pale Rider will let Subaki die. Yeah. How much power does Pale Rider actually have to like directly affect the world, though? Like. It, it's responsible for all of these like super far-reaching effects across Snowfield, but we haven't seen it do anything that could su- that would suggest it could actively fight someone. Uh, yeah, it's true. But do you remember how it like brain control all of the mages to just like 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 all of the mages who were leaving Snowfield to go back into it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like that's some shit. That I, is it some doesn't shit. necessarily indicate like attack power, but. Didn't it also, like, make all the birds drop out of the sky or something? Yeah. Oh, it, it can definitely... It kills, like, all of the animals in the city, so they show up in the coma world for Subaki to play with. Ah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So it can do shit. It can do shit. It can probably kill everyone. <laughs> uh, here, But, like, the reason why I'm convinced Pale Rider has to die is that we're on volume five now and no one has died yet. Yeah, me too. Pale me Rider too. So and Tsubaki think... are the least like real characters of the whole cast. That that makes sense. And that makes sense. They're the ones that are like have <clears throat> a target painted on them specifically by like a large number of characters, including the ones we can like most nearly approximate as our protagonists. That would make sense. So, do you think that Tsubaki is going to be like the? 
uh, Fate Zero caster, the the gills of the story? Uh, I think that that seems likely. I don't. I'm not going to say as confidently that Subaki dies, but I definitely think Pale Rider is is out in this volume. Maybe would... Subaki sticks around somehow and has some other impact on the story later, but I don't think yeah. Pale Rider makes it through this fight. That would make sense. Um, I definitely think someone has to die this volume, right? Right. And I feel like it can't be... So it's like, who can't it be? It can't be pretty much any of like the protagonist characters. It can't be Gil or Enkidu. Right. Because one of them probably has to kill the other one. I feel like that's how that has to end. It can't be True Rider because she doesn't exist yet. And right. And it, it probably won't be True Berserker unless like he's just a red herring for, like I don't know, Philia. For Philia, yeah. I guess yeah. I could. I guess I could see that. I could see that happening, but it would feel really weird. Yeah. Uh, it definitely can't be either of the, like, two major villain servants who have been established so far, which are Alcides and Prelati. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And it can't be... It probably won't be Flat and Jack, because they're, like, the fun ones. Right. Like, they... I don't think this is totally a fair comparison, but they kind of seem like the like the Isaac and Miria, or, like, the Chizuo Isaiah. Yeah. Like, like the the characters whose antics aren't, like, necessarily always the most central to the story, like, surface level, but, like, are are sort of framed as, like, a fan favorite. Right. So I feel like they have to stick around, too. So, yeah, I guess you're right. It probably has to be Pale Rider, because Pale Rider's just been, like, fucking around and, like, making horrible things happen for four volumes. Yeah. That's reasonable. Okay, so let's say we think that Pale Rider will, will be dead. Tsubaki, maybe, who knows. I guess it depends on, like, I guess also what I'm thinking is, like, I don't know what all of the noble phantasms that the cops have are going to do. Yes, that's something I am very, very curious to find out. It seems like we're going to get a lot of cop focus because the cops are, like, the the volume cover cover characters. Right. And I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. I don't really care about the cops, but we also haven't really, like, seen them do anything Right, so maybe I will start to care about the cops. Right? I don't know. I really don't care about the Orlando plot subsection that much. I think Orlando is almost cool. Does he have a servant? Yeah, his servant is Dumas. Oh, yeah. Duh, 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 duh. I just forgot because Francesca is just pulling his strings. So I was like, who is, what does he do? Yeah, and Dumas can't die, I don't think, because he hasn't really done enough yet. Right. Other than be snarky and do the cop setup, which yeah. hasn't happened yet. And Dumas kind of feels like a, uh, almost like an author insert character. I would agree with that. Right, an author insert, and not, probably maybe not someone author insert who... isn't the right word, but he feels like one of Narita's favorites. He definitely feels like a like a fourth wall breaking type. Yeah. <laughs> And it feels like I could totally imagine him becoming, like, uh, you, you know, doing some sort of wild string pulling and becoming a final boss type character. Mm-hmm. Depending on how powerful the cops get. I can certainly imagine that. Right. Like, I, I could definitely see Philia and Dumas as being, like, endgame bosses. I guess I'm mostly concerned now with, like, how do... We have so many characters who have, like, protagonist potential right now. Right. Um, what with the, the Ayaka, fake Ayaka setup, since she gets, like, the Zellrich treatment, so she's got to be important. 
Enkidu and Gil are our Babylonian faves, so while not as central to the plot, they are like important established characters. Mm-hmm. To, do you know how um like every route in uh in Stay Night kind of follows the same sort of formula where you have like uh, a, a primary villain for the route and then they get like almost up to the very end before being defeated and then you have like either Gil or Katomine as the real final villain yeah right 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 like you beat Dark Sakura and then Kotomine is there to like right. punch you out in front um, of the grill my prediction for like the equivalent structure in this is that um uh-huh the the primary villain role is kind of shared by uh true caster and true archer and then once they are eventually inevitably taken out um the right because that the does actual kind of final boss is going to be Something I, I <laughs> was so confident going, going into this, this, it was like, and then I stopped you... being. Um, I was okay, going well, to say, going to say? I was going to say, because your guess is as good as mine, but then I was thinking, like, well, we're kind of seeing like Philia show her hand maybe a little too early for that to be the case, right? And Narita said he wanted this to be five volumes, but clearly no one's died yet, so it's gonna have to yeah. be, I don't know, ten maybe. Unless, like, what you said is true and Philia doesn't pull out Gugulana until, I don't know, volume eight or something, in which case she does become the final boss. I think that weird Ayaka identity shenanigans are going to end up being, like, a a key final plot point. I think that would make a lot of sense to me. Because there's a lot there that hasn't been answered and doesn't seem like it's going to be answered logically in the narrative for a while. There's no reason or any kind of hook right now that Ayaka has any clue that she's not Ayaka. Question mark. Uh, and, you know, Zelrich hasn't entered the story at all, so it's right. not like he can resolve that. Yeah, you're right. So that probably has also, to be this a, is definitely like a, not like a volume game five point more prediction, so. but um, it is just a general strange fake prediction. Monica exists in this universe and is going to appear in this story. If she fucking hijacks the story, I will be really? not happy. I don't need that. But I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't think we need that. I don't, I don't. She, she's a she, beast though, right? She isn't a beast. Her servant is. Does she summon beast? A beast. It's not clear if it's, if it still counts as one of the beasts in the sense that like beasts exist now. Since there are, like, 20 years of, uh, like, type moon world building in between, like, the original concept of Manaka summoning the Beast of 666 and beasts becoming a thing. Yes, right. <sighs> I feel like it would just be so weird to just yank a new character into the plot, like, halfway Hold through. On. I'm trying to find that- out. There, there is one I don't think line. that's super... Which supports this theory of mine. Um, but you remember that, that <laughs> okay. scene where it's like Waver tries to call Ayaka. Um, and he like gets Correct. her and talks right. to her, right. but it's clearly not the same person who yes. we've been following who's called Ayaka, who's in Snowfield. 
Yes. Correct, right. Like, they have a conversation on the phone, Waver's like, she's in Russia yeah. or something. I Do you have any memory of which volume that's in? That is near Ayaka's introduction, um, because Ayaka gets a phone call or a text message from, quote, the yeah. white woman, woman? Um, and that's right after she leaves the convenience store, which is right at the introduction of her character. So I'm assuming that's volume two or volume one. Okay. Um. Remember? Because like, that's how Ayaka gets introduced is like getting to America and meeting that right, the punk guy, guy in the convenience store. Okay. The punk Let's guy. Let's do right a, right. an audio editing time warp while I try to find this scene. Okay, so I found it um, in volume three. There's one of the the waiver scenes um, when after like flat reports back to waiver waivers, then talking to um, I believe he's talking to yeah to Rongal, um about what's going down there. Uh, it says that flat ran into um, this girl named Ayake Sajo there and waivers like, wait a second. I know that right. someone called that. And it says, um, she had been a student, not yet fully an adult, and had attended his class for about a month. If Elmoloy II had been an ordinary lecturer, they would both probably have forgotten each other's faces after such brief acquaintance. Due to Elmoloy II's meth- methodical personality, the fact that she had come to him for advice concerning witchcraft, her unwilling involvement in the time Flat had deciphered the Voynich manuscript, uh, that oh sounds my God. familiar, but Wait. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> That's canon? Apparently. Wait, wait, what is this? It sounds familiar, but I don't remember. Oh my god. The Voynich manuscript is like some something that's in a language that no one understands. Um, okay. It's, 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 I, I will read the Wikipedia article. The Voynich manuscript is an illustrated codex handwritten in an unknown writing system. The vellum on which it is written has been carbon dated to the early 15th century, 1404 to 1438, and it may have been composed in Italy during the Italian Renaissance. The manuscript is named after Wilfred Voynich, a Polish... Samit Samagichian book dealer who purchased it in 1912. Uh, basically, no one has been able to decipher what it means. Okay. Um, That's hilarious then. Since then. Yeah, that is I, incredibly funny and I've completely I completely forgot. Flat. <laughs> I am very much uh, in love with Flat. Okay. But uh, as I was saying, due to Elmoy's <laughs> methodical personality, the fact that she had come to him for advice concerning witchcraft, her unwilling involvement in the time Flat had deciphered the Voynich manuscript and caused trouble <laughs> on a grand scale, and, here it is, the circumstances surrounding her elder sister, however, they had kept in contact. Oh no, I can't believe you remember that. How can you forget? That's like, that's the the only, like, line that alludes to the existence of Manaka. In this timeline. It confirms that Ayaka has an elder sister and that something about her is a problem. Right. I don't know. I don't like... Manaka gives me bad vibes. Me too, but like, come on. (laughs) Come on. That's like, that's peak foreshadowing right there. I guess that is peak foreshadowing. Unless it's just, it could also just be an illusion to to Manaka. I guess because there are also a lot of those like one line throwaway references to other typhoon things there there are but a lot of the times there it's like 
it feels more like intentionally calling out like if if you know who this character is then you know that we're making a funny uh-huh and in this point here it's like if there are circumstances surrounding her elder sister that Waver knows about then it means that her elder sister like is a notable figure for some reason and there's like <laughs> Ben, you I'm getting that image like the it's like the screen cap from Always Sunny with Charlie Day <laughs> in front of the red string and the cork board. But it's like Monaco wouldn't have done anything in this timeline. Right, to be that, relevant. That would can't have already done something in this timeline that would be an allusion to her role in Fate Prototype. I guess you that's true, I mean? but how is this coming to a head? I don't know. But, like, since oh. Ayaka is already a character with such mystery surrounding her... Yeah, it's true. Wait a minute. circumstances... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Girl from... Okay, go ahead. Her hair's blonde. What if it gets whiter over time and she's actually Manaka? I'm only half-joking. I think there's a grain of truth in this. So, wait, you think... Do you think that the the Ayaka who's like still at Einsbrunn Castle is actually Ayaka and the one is Ayaka who's at in Einsbrunn Castle? Well, that's where I think that's where she says she is when Waver calls her. Oh, I don't know, whatever okay. that one. Okay, um... you you think that that the one that Waver calls is the real Ayaka? Yeah, and the one who's in Snowfield is actually Manaka. This is a super, like, out there tinfoil hat theory, but because she gets character selected by uh, Zelrich and Kaubeck Alcatraz in the character creation chapter, right? That's true, yes. And since Zelrich is there, it implies something about parallel universes. Right. So just something that I thought is that maybe somehow... Manaka's memory got wiped or something, and she's been reskinned as Ayaka for the purpose of the plot and maybe suppressing whatever bad shit that she got into. Like, I I feel like this is something that's happened in other anime before, but I can't remember yes. it specifically happening in Fate, where it's like one character is actually someone else, but they were just, their memory was erased, so they were convinced that they were someone else. Right. I don't know when this has happened, but for some reason my brain is like, this is something that's happened before and could happen here. I, I could see that. Also, I don't just for, like the, the, for the sake of completeness, um, I'll run through like what happens after that in this sure, chapter sure. real quick. So, um, Waver hears this about Aika being in Snowfield. He's like, this is weird. So he sends her an email that says, when you see this, call me immediately. I have an urgent question. Then we cut away to Snowfield. Um, right. Right. Uh, to Ayaka's phone, like, dinging that she has a text message. Correct. So but it's not from Waver. Obviously, it's you're from... supposed to think it's from Waver. But it's right. not. It's from yes. Philia. Correct. And it says, it just says, oh, you must have had a rough time, too. You're free now, so do whatever you like. Yes. And, uh... Is this also part of the message? It's not very clear. It might also say it'd be a pain if you died and I didn't get a chance to say thank you. Um, that must be part of it. 
Oh, no, no, never mind. That's Ayaka talking to Saber. Okay. So, okay. so basically, um, Waver sends a text to Ayaka. Ayaka receives a text from Philia. And then we cut back to Waver getting off of the phone, which he says, like, Right. Yeah, that was definitely Ayaka, and she was definitely in Romania. That's right, Romania. I knew, I was like, it's not the Einsbrunn Castle, it's somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. Um, he says, like, but if that's all true, which, like, consciously I I know it is, right. then who the fuck is the woman in the snowfield? Right, right, right. He's like, I have no reason to believe that this isn't true, so what the fuck is up with this this gal? Right. Yeah, okay. This all makes sense. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. I I, I assumed, because she also has... Oh, my God. Um, Ayaka has the bonus command spells, right? She's got, like, the... The, the, the fake ones. The fake ones? Yeah. Yeah, they were, like, a command spell tattoo. Right. That then actually became real command spells once she contracted with Saber. Right, right. And those were put on her by... But wasn't there something else? Wasn't there something, like, like isn't... Was Saber supposed to go to someone else but not Ayaka? And Ayaka, like, hijacked the summoning? Yeah, he was, um, oh, he he was, was some supposed dude. to be hired by some, like, mercenary who worked for Francesca. Um, right, right, right. And then Ayaka, and then like, threw tr- a wrench in True assassin, or not true, false assassin mercs that guy. Yes. And Saber signs up with Ayaka instead. Yes. Also, let's not forget that Richard's... I just remembered this because I think it happens around that time that we find out that Richard's sword is actually, like, just a prop sword and not actually, like, magical in any way. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't there uh, a moment where, like... Fantasy. Something like uh, that happens in Thunderbolt Fantasy. It's oh, really? really? Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't yeah. there a moment where, like, after um, Richard gets arrested and then they break out, Orlando's like, we still have his noble phantasm in our vault. Like, he's got to come back for that, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I got him. <laughs> and then Richard's like, yeah, no. <laughs> Just give me this stick. It'll be fine. I know from the... I, I skimmed and I saw ahead to the end of the bit in Volume 5. I know that Richard is probably going to Knight of Owner, uh, Gate of Babylon, like everyone who fights Gil. Yes. They really have to stop doing that. It's not. It's getting less cool the more it happens. <laughs> It's still fun to see Gil get his shit pushed in, but, like, I don't really... I don't know. Okay, so other than Manaka maybe getting involved at some point in the plot, what else do we think could happen in this volume? Okay. So far, we've got Pale Rider uh, Death, maybe. for something that's not going to happen in Volume 5. We're not going to learn anything about St. Germain. Oh my god, I forgot about St. Germain. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my oh my god. Oh my god, I forgot about St. Germain. Oh my god, he doesn't make any fucking sense. He does not make any fucking sense. What are they going to do with him? They've got so many plot threads running around. How are they going to resolve all of these? We're not going to learn anything about St. Germain. We're also not going to learn anything about Watcher. We're probably not going to learn anything about Watcher. 
I, my theory is maybe that Watcher will do like one cool thing this volume that will just add to the allure of what the fuck is Watcher. I don't think Watcher will do anything cool. I think Watcher will make Sigma do something some, cool. Yeah, will give some cryptic hint that leads Sigma to do something really cool. And then Sigma will be like, whoa, Watcher, tell me more about becoming Lancer while living. Okay, that makes sense. Because isn't he already... he He's like backseat gaming Sigma's fight with uh, Fake Assassin, right? Yeah. He's <laughs> backseat gaming. <laughs> he is! <laughs> <laughs> he totally is. He's just there being like, dodge left. Oh, that's another character I think could die this volume, is Fake Assassin. I yeah, think I she's, think she's the only other one who I could foresee dying in this volume. Right, because she doesn't have a lot of longevity. And I do also foresee... But I feel like she can't die until she has an encounter with True Assassin. Uh, right, who's also a Hassan. That would right. make sense. And True Assassin is currently like on the other side of the country, like causing absolute chaos. That would make so sense that the two he, have to. He meet. could return at any time, but um, if he doesn't, then False Assassin gets to survive to Volume Six. Okay, I think that that is true. I also think that. I feel like something has to happen with Jester. I feel like he has to eat another heart bullet. Because if he's in the room with Tsubaki, I feel like there's no way Pale Rider's going to let him get through that without some kind of battle scar. Yeah, well, he's he wants there to be- protect Tsubaki. Is that what it is? Is it Alkides and Bastelot are trying to off Tsubaki and he's there because he wants to see the chaos continue? I think, um... Like, I thought he flat, gets there because he just wants to kill her. Hansa and Team like Sigma Saber and Kidu are uh-huh. trying to off um Pale Rider. Oh, right, right, right. Because because Alcides, like it's causing a disturbance and everything. Right. I think Alcides just shows up to fight people. Um and <laughs> Jester goes there specifically to protect Pale Rider because he likes that it's causing chaos. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Jester is the true chaotic evil of the of the, yes. of the gang. Yeah, just wants to see the world burn. Because yeah, does he? He just he just wants to. He he has that creepy relationship with uh fake assassin where he's like, wow, her being miserable. Oh yeah, that's the that's, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So he's there to protect Pale Rider. He's also very uncomfortably in a child body now, after Hansa like disintegrated his adult one. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh, oh god, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I don't like that. Yep. Does that mean he lost another another round in the revolver hurt? Oh, it might. I don't remember if he ever references that explicitly. Yeah, I don't recall. I feel like they would, if they did, we would have remembered it. Okay, but what else is going to happen with this volume? <laughs> I agree that um, nothing about Saint Germain is going to happen. I feel like if anything, we get another like Saint Germain scene, but we'll get. I I feel like Volume Five could just be like this fight happens, and then there's a bunch of setup for plot points in future volumes. Yeah, I think that we have to get some kind of Hippolyta scene. That's oh, definite. So, in the in the fight between Alcides and um, like Team True Berserker. When it gets interrupted by um, Prelati, Prelati yeah. using Grand Illusion, yes. um, we don't 
see what it is, but we know that he convinces oh. them to a truce by making some sort of like contract with him. That's correct. I forgot about that. I, I don't think... see how the fight actually ends. And then Alcides is in front of the hospital fighting, right. um, fighting Jack. Correct. I I have no idea what the deal he convinced them to make is, but I predict that right. we do find that out this volume. That would make some sense. And it it hopefully um, sheds a little more light on what Francesco wants. That makes sense, because I was about to ask that. Do you think we're going to get any hints of what Francesco wants slash what the deal with the layered Grail Wars is? Or do you think that we're going to end up saving that for, like, way later, like, as the plot is ramping up? I think... I don't think there's actually that much more to the layered Grail Wars than we already know. Uh-huh. Um, I think that is it, it is just a straightforward, as they've told us, that ju- and it just exists for, like, uh, narrative fiat. And it's just like, oh, we need to have, like, the fake one to prime the pump and, like, collect magical energy for a real one to happen. Right, but... If all but but if all the true servants have already been summoned, then what does that what does that mean? Does that mean that after they kill all the fake servants, they'll actually be able to yeah. have enough juice for the Grail War, and then they'll oh. actually? There's actually like one line about this in like the the intro chapter to Volume Five. Um, okay. Which do you do you care if I say it now, or do you rather read it on your own? intro chapter? No, just say it. Yeah. Okay. Um, which you is... talking about the prologue one, or are you talking about like chapter one? the the prologue so the prologue one is actually longer than just like the first translated update that was put out there oh that was just, really? like, okay the that's good because yeah. that was fucking useless <laughs> yes <laughs> it's not just the recap okay um, great. it's like a, a guy who i guess is a character in case files um what's his name i think it was like oh, flugel, flugel or something flugel. like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the dude um, in the he like yeah, like middle eastern looking guy yeah when when waver and gray get to the mansion that the murder mystery takes place in he meets them in the woods after waver's right. like winded as fuck yeah um so the the narrative of the intro is that it's like flugel like reporting back to Waver because Waver has like hired him to be a spy on the grounds because he okay. was one of the one of the like many freelancers who showed up in Snowfield. Um, oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Uh, and he says that I guess he uses like astrology to like learn things is his <laughs> his thing. Um, but he does some astrology and says that like <laughs> now that moon and rising, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that all of the the true servants, uh, although he doesn't call them servants, he refers to them as ghost liners, uh-huh. which, which I is hate. Hype as fuck. <laughs> uh, now that all of the real ghost liners have appeared, the false ones are going to start like slowly disappearing from the world. Oh, oh, which is interesting. Oh. Okay, so who does that mean then? That means fake assassin. So that fake that means assassin. Zel- so uh, let's let's use names and not class. So it's yeah. zealot assassin. Yeah, our 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 boy Jack. Babylonian lovers. Our Babylonian lovers are both the fake ones. That's right. Yeah. Right, because Alcides is, and and Watcher is the true one. <laughs> yeah, Alcides right. and Sigma question mark. Yeah, Al- Alcides and Charlie Chaplin are the true ones. Charlie, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Dumas. Dumas. 
and what Pale Rider. Uh, Pale Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's only six. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, I don't like that. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, isn't it? I like those characters. Most of them. Some of them I don't care about. I feel like doing this episode has just made me realize that I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, same. That I have no idea what's going to happen in Strange Fake ever, because every time we think something's going to happen, something else happens and something new happens. And it just feels like there's no way this can go except for the plot to continue ballooning outwards. Right. Because I feel like that's that's classic narrative, right? Is that the plot balloons outwards and then somehow miraculously all of the threads start getting tied off until we're like two people left like fighting on top of the train. Yeah, and I we we literally currently have one of the servants on the other side of the continent from where the Grand War is happening, like right. assassinating members of the American government for reasons right. completely unrelated to the Grand War. Right, like, and while that's happening, everything else is going on, and there's also Philia, and there's maybe Monaco, yes, and, and Philia is causing a hurricane that's like destroying the entire West Coast. Right, and Zelrich is somewhere in there, and Cowbeck Alcatraz is maybe in there. I don't know. Maybe Zelrich sees that. <laughs> this is another like dumb hairbrain tinfoil hat theory. All right, let's but... hear it. Maybe Zelrich sees something in the kaleidoscope that's bad, that's going to, like, affect the multiverse, and he did some bullshit to, like, apply Ayako over Manaka to stop Manaka from doing something stupid. He, like, ripped another universe's Ayaka and, and like put pasted that, her like, on top of this universe's Manaka. Right, like imposed her over this one somehow to keep Manaka from doing stupid shit. And then in the final act of Strange Fake, she re-remembers that she's Manaka and yeah. like starts the apocalypse or something. Or maybe like what character creation means is he just like duplicated Ayaka entirely and dropped her into existence. That's what in seems Snowfield. more straightforward right now of an answer. Yeah. Like a less galaxy brain, hair brain. In which case, it would make me think that maybe Monaka doesn't actually have anything to do with this story. Yeah, I mean, that's probably right. But I feel like Ayaka's identity has to be important somehow. I don't yeah. think, it, like, her being the one character... Uh, her being the main protagonist character with some mysterious backstory component means that it probably has to come back in yeah. full force at some point in the narrative. Oh, Here's another element of her character that we haven't mentioned yet. What okay. do you think is up with her being Little Red Riding Hood? Ah, uh, I forgot about that! <laughs> oh, no! Oh. She can't enter any building with an elevator. Oh, I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I can't believe they fucking yanked that reference. That was the hottest reference. It was definitely the spiciest reference, but I have no idea of what it means. All the references in this entire in this entire monstrosity, which is crammed full of references, that's oh, definitely God. the best one. I agree, because I don't, because it's like in Hollow Adorexia, it's just a throwaway ghost story. It doesn't right. mean it's anything. It's just a throwaway joke to make you think that something scary is happening at the beginning, right? And then right, it's exactly. just like a, a dumb it's just ghost a story, switch. right? And then, fifteen years later, Narita 
<laughs> reverses the switch and slaps you in the face with the bait again. <laughs> yeah, he, he he yanks the he yanks the worm off the hook and slaps you in the face with it. <laughs> oh, I have no idea what that means. Maybe Ayaka is a servant. Maybe everyone's a servant. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the TV is everyone's minds. <laughs> Nasu cast a line into the water with a with a a worm on his hook, and Narita like bit that worm, and then uh, Nasu started trying to reel him in. And as soon as he did, it turned out that uh, the fish on the end of that, uh, the fish that had butt- bit the worm was actually the lure on the end of Narita's own fishing hook. Own fishing rod? Yeah. And Narita comes and out of the water in full scoop gear. From the, from the, within the water yeah. to pull Nasu down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, revealing his like entire submarine under the water compared to Nasu's little dinghy that he was fishing from. <laughs> uh Narita uh, definitely does have like a, a love hate relationship with Nasu's writing. It's true. It's definitely true. You can tell it just from reading his afterwards. Like I just I've been randomly scrolling through the PDFs and uh-huh. I just I just went down to the afterword from uh volume three where um he he's talking about how um some of the process of him like writing writing this over time coming up with ideas writing them by Nasu to make sure they're okay and like he comes up with Dumas um and then like Nasu announces like Dante's is going to be a character in the series oh he's yeah like right, a fictional right. character created by Dumas but the way he um the the way he writes this out is um Nasu you can also use material about Dumas's novels me dot 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 Nasu don't hold back write as much as you want me while writing hmm yes this is juicy material I'm sure no one's used it yet Nasu <laughs> wearing a gas mask <laughs> now announcing the Chateau d'If event in FGO chapter 5 <laughs> <laughs> wearing a gas mask. Yeah. <laughs> Me and March Quar get over last with a bunch of plot po- plot elements and fake dies in agony. <laughs> dies in agony. Yeah, it seems like there's some communication errors between the two of them. Yeah. It seems like they like each other a lot, but it seems like there's some some miscommunications. So it feels like they should work those out. <laughs> Are they like one of the um exchanges between them recorded in these afterwards that I think is uh, my favorite is when... These are um, low-key the best part of Strange Fake, by the way, for they, people they listening. The, the afterwards are low-key the best part. They're um, so fucking funny. When Narita eventually just says, like, he, he gets sick enough of, like, asking Nasu, like, hey, I came up with this idea but I think it's maybe a little too crazy. Can I do it? And I was like, yeah, do it. And I just go for it. Like, do you want some help, like, figuring out the power levels? How about, like, this thing that's way crazier than what you were thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and, and eventually, Nerita just goes, like, you know what? It's my job to write the story. It's his job to figure out how it all makes sense in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> Narita has given up. 
I can only imagine what the postword of this volume is going to be like since he'd been, I don't know, bedridden ill for God knows how long. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Should we do our random page? We're petering yeah, out, we should, it seems. Let's do our random page. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I'll 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 push the button. Okay. Oh, God. Where are you? There we are. Explore. Okay, this is... I'm not going to do this one because it's a Khaled Liner Prismalia. Okay. It's just Bazette in Khaled Liner. Um, we could just talk right. about Bazette. I guess we could just talk about Bazette. Do you want to just talk about Bazette? Or do yeah, you want sure. to talk about Perseus's winged sandals? Let's talk about Bazette. All right, let's talk about Bazette. Bazette fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> Bazette's sick as fuck. Now, I, I don't know anything about what she does in Khaled Liner. I have not actually directly consumed any material with Bazette in it. Yeah, which should change, because you should read Hollow Ataraxia. I really should. Bazette, Bazette McFrag Grenade is <laughs> really <laughs> a great character, uh, <laughs> and I love her. Um, in Hollow Ataraxia... Okay, so let me... I'm going to go to the Hollow Ataraxia version, because fake Hollow Liner isn't real, and no one can convince me otherwise. Okay. Um... Bazette Fraga McRemitz, a.k.a. Bazette McFrag Grenade, is the original master of Lancer during the Fifth Holy Grail War. She was sent from the Magus Association, but was betrayed by Kyrie Kotomine and left fatally wounded. Her life is saved by Avenger, and she acts as his master during Fate Hollow Ataraxia. So even even outside of the Fate Hollow Ataraxia timeline, it is canon that she got murked by Kotomine in Stay Night, right? That's canon, yeah. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. She is the one who gets offed, prior to the Grail War, uh, and they explain that that is because she thought she had, like, a real human connection with Kotomine, and... But little did she know that's literally impossible. Little did she know that's literally impossible, and he fucking stabbed her in the back. The scene with them talking in the woods uh, when they meet on a mission is actually, like, one of my favorite fate things, period. Really? I think it's really cool, because it's... The first time you get to see Kyrie in a context that isn't with any of the, like, Stay Night characters, um, it's basically Kyrie removed from, like, all of his possible contexts. Huh. Like, it's him on an executor mission, where he meets yeah. up with Bazette, who's on an enforcer mission. Is this, like, pre-Fate Zero Katomine? <sighs> or is it Between Wars Katomine? I think it's Between Wars Katomine. Okay. Actually... I don't remember the timeline of this because Bazette isn't that old. Important. Like, has he already embraced his evil side, or is he still trying to suppress it? It's like a very big context factor for how he acts. It's got to be post because she is twenty three, is what it says. Okay. Um, and there's no way that she was an enforcer at thirteen. Got it. Okay. I don't think that's a thing because there's no also because Kotomini is like what in his thirties or something by the time Stay Night starts. Do we know, actually? I always imagined him as being, like, around 40. I think he... I feel like I remember this. I think he's actually, like, in his late 20s in uh, Zero, because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, he, he was born December 28th, 1967. Uh, Fate Zero happens in okay. 1994. So that so makes him... So he would have been 27. 20s. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. So it's probably between wars. Uh, I don't know if it says this actually in, 
I, see, this isn't on the wiki about her, but there is. I really love that scene. Um, for those of you who don't know, who haven't read Hollow Metaraxia, uh, I guess I'll just give a little primer for Bizet, which is that she's Irish, um, and it has this this sorcery trait that's called like God's Holder or Tradition Carrier. It has a bunch of different readings uh, that lets her access the uh, Sword of Lou, who is a Irish god question mark i think that's l-u-g-h right yeah luch i think it's actually like luch yeah. <laughs> um but yeah he, he is a god um that is the ultimate broken op weapon in all of the Titan universe uh that's a bold claim it's busted do you know what it does? I did, I, it is very busted, but the ultimate broken OP weapon in all of the Type Moon universe is Aya. It, it's got to be right. Yeah, but okay. The, the deal with uh, Fragrock, uh its not Fraga. That's her middle name. The deal with Fragrock is that if the enemy uses their noble phantasm, Fragrock we rewinds time and kills them before they do. That's true. That's true. That is so pretty I'm, busted. I'm pretty sure that. I like obvi- obviously A is broken, so there would probably if the two things collided, there would probably be some bullshit where A rips apart the space time continuum and Fragorock doesn't work. But I feel like by the parameters of what we know about Fragorock, if Gil starts wearing up the drill sword, Fragorock should just rewind time and just zap Gil through the heart. Oh, also Fragorock is uh Irish for the answerer. Which That's is dope. really sick. That is really dope. It's a good aim for a sword. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she is Irish and I think grew up with the fascination for Cúchalán, um, and summons him for the Grail War, convinced by Kutamine after they met on, like, a mission, and then he fucking stabs her in the back and takes her servant, but then Akramanyu reses her and is like, you can be useful and I'll fulfill your wish or whatever. Um, yeah, she's dope. Her character arc in Hollow Ataraxia, honestly, is, like, really good. Her relationship with Avenger is really strange, but mm-hmm. ultimately my favorite part of that thing. Now, does because she end she up like... having, like, does she end up just kind of, like, appearing during the story parts of um, Hollow Rider Axie, or does she also get to be present during, like, the fun slice-of-life meme parts? So she mostly, I'm pretty sure there's like one time where she and Shiro meet, but what happens is that um, her side of the story is like Angramanyu is essentially using her because she wanted to fight in the Grail War and win the Grail War. That was what her wish was. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Angramanyu reses her, she he basically allows her to act out the Grail War at night. Um... And after she, because she keeps losing in this reenactment of the Grail War, she basically just sleeps through the whole day and then wakes up at night again uh, to go do the Grail War stuff again. I see. Um, so she, there's like layers. So there's the there's the Carnival Phantasm part of Hollow Ataraxia. There's the Bazette Angramanyu story. And then there's Shiro unraveling the mystery of the time loop, which is the Bazette Angramanyu story. Right. So um, she so she mostly just um exists within the 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 plot element part. Correct. Correct. Okay, got it. 
Yeah. Um, but she's cool. I don't know. She's a weird... She is, like, really... I think her main deal is that she's really just not that confident. Um, she fucking kicks ass. But I think she, she has a lot of insecurities. And weirdly, even though Avenger is, like, a horrible asshole, between the two of them, they kind of, like, work out each other's problems in a way that is alarmingly productive. Uh, even though he's, like, really shitty and, like, comes on to her all the time. Um, Agraban, you is just, like, a shitty shit. Yeah. He is a weirdly endearing character despite all of the bad things he says um definitely a problematic fave but i'm a huge fan of Bizet. have you ever considered that uh she kind of looks like ennis from bakuna i haven't considered that until now but that makes sense why i think that both of them are attractive because <laughs> <laughs> women in suits are very attractive it's true yes just wanted to throw that out there thank you no, that was important. <laughs> Shoutouts to women in seats. I think that's kind of it with Bizet, though. Um, she's cool. She kicks ass. Uh, I've never seen anyone play her in Unlimited Codes. Um, <laughs> even though I know she's there, which means she's probably really bad. <laughs> well, my understanding of Unlimited Codes is that, like, the Lancers and Rin are good and everyone else is bad. I think Sasaki Kotro is kind of good because he has really long range. Uh, I know that's why the Lancers are good, because they have ridiculously long range. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I send you that one clip where it's, like, the guy flexing on the dude by getting all of Unlimited Blade Works? I don't think so. Okay, do you know how Unlimited Blade Works works in Unlimited Codes? No. So, Unlimited Blade Works is... It's, like, an ability of archers that you can essentially do mid-combo. Um. So, you have to do all of the lines of the chant to get it to happen um so it's basically like mid combo i don't know how it works like gameplay wise but you can input something and he'll start with i am the bone of my sword and then the next time you do it it steals my body fires my blood and he goes through all the lines of the chant wow Um, and then once he finishes it and gets to so as i pray unlimited blade works unlimited blade works triggers and then the fight continues inside Unlimited Blade Works, but all of his normals essentially get, like, six sword projectiles attached to them. That's so cool. It's so nuts. I have to find it. There's a really good video um, that I should that show you. That sounds like it's impossible to do. It basically is impossible to do, but if you can do it, it's sick, sick as fuck. And it's, like, probably pretty bad, but if you do it, you're definitely, like, a god. Yeah. I'll show it to you after we, uh, after we stop recording. Oh, I did just find this, um interesting thing under her the abilities section on Bazette's um wiki page mm-hmm. uh, she probably would have ended up being a threat to Rin Tosuka if she had been able to participate in the war da, 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 da. between Bazette, Suichiro Kazuki and Kira Kutomine she is the strongest in terms of pure power mm-hmm. Kutomine right. at his that. peak in Fate Zero is noted as being stronger overall Kazuki would always win with a surprise attack um, and in a fair hand to hand fight he would always win the first fight due to his unique snake fighting style uh but as an expert in hand-to-hand fighting she would be able to win a second encounter almost completely that makes sense yeah but that is busted op she's really strong that's really really cool she has um she has runes on her hands that are for strengthening i think and she has runes on her shoes that make her faster or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah 
That's she basically cool. just has a bunch of like rune magic she to, got to buff seven her. league boots yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i have always been a believer that in a in a hypothetical uh timeline where n- no fucky stuff happens in the fifth grail war um probably the winner is Ilian berserker but the only ones who would have a chance against them are Bazette and Ku. That would make a lot of sense to me. Because the only reason that Ku doesn't just fucking insta-kill everyone is because of plot shenanigans. Yeah. Like, I think I think uh, Bazette and Ku, like, easily take down any of the other teams, but they just have no counter to God Hand. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, because I don't know if, I mean, Fragorok, the thing about the, the Bazette Avenger subplot is that she basically just uses, like, Angra is actually, like, the support. He basically, like, tanks a hit with his bad Noble Phantasm. Um, yeah. That's the one that turns the... him into a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> reflects the damage back onto um them which i can't remember what the strat is basically like they do some combo thing where it's like angra takes the hit and then bazette rewinds with fragorok or something like that or maybe he like takes a different hit which forces them to use their strongest move or something like that and then she and then she rewinds time yeah yeah and then cheeses them. They basically, like, cheese everyone. That's how they win. <laughs> right. Because Anger's bad, but she has a broken ability. Yeah. That's cool. It's good. They make a really good team. I think that in terms of their fighting style, I think it's probably my favorite of the Stay Night era master servants. Neat. Because she essentially is, like, the servant. She is stronger than he is. Yeah. I would love to see Bazette make... Well, oh... Well, I was going to say I would love to see Bazette make a cameo in Strange Fake, and then I realized that that canonically comes after the Fifth Grail War, so she is dead. That's true, unless this is the timeline where she's not dead, because she stops being dead after um, Hollow Ataraxia. Oh, I guess there's a question of whether Hollow Ataraxia is canon in the Strange Fake timeline. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Grail Mud's here, so Angermon used the thing. We know that for sure. Right. But... Who knows? Who knows what'll happen in the next volume of Strange Fake? Maybe Bazet shows up. Maybe Angermanu's back. Maybe everyone's a servant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're all Lancer while living. Be the Lancer you want to see in the world. Be, be the Lancer you want to see in the world. <laughs> I think that's a good way to end the episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for uh, listening, everyone. Yeah, thank you for listening to our ramblings as always. Um, and also, as always, you can find us on Twitter at the Magic Circuit, uh, on SoundCloud, uh, at SoundCloud.com/slash/the-magic-circuit. Um, me on Twitter at Sleepy underscore Mimi, uh, and Ben Not remains anywhere. in the monastery, <laughs> <laughs> meditating under the waterfall with no social media. Um. I will be traveling in the next couple of weeks, so we are recording all these episodes a little bit early. Yeah. Thus, so if, if uh, more Strange Fake has been translated 
between when we record this and when it comes out awesome but don't shoot us for getting it wrong earlier yes if it does we're sorry but that it it can't but be we're helpful. not sorry because more strange fake being translated as soon as possible is a good thing and that's true yes we're not sorry go read strange fake if you haven't already if you haven't i don't even know why you're still listening to this yes so go and the episode go read strange fake. what do you <laughs> the uh, last scene of um ferris bueller what are you still doing here the podcast <laughs> over <laughs> go home yeah go read strange fake i just Wow, I cannot talk. Let's go to bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good night, everybody. Hit, and hit the stop. Goodbye. Button. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're not sorry. <laughs> Goodbye.